Welcome to This Week in Craft Beer, the podcast, the weekly show where we interview the people making the magic happen in the UK craft beer scene. Sponsored by Hit Marketing Design, the design agency as passionate about craft beer as we are. This Week in Craft Beer publishes the UK's leading craft beer newsletter every Monday morning by email. To subscribe for free, please visit www.thisweekincraft.beer. This Week in Craft Beer would like to thank our generous Patreon supporters Sue Johnson, Steve Hartley, Jazz Hundell, Bayonet Brewing Co, Dolphin Brewery, The Paper Mill Micropub, Berkshire Beer Box, The Small Batch Brewing Co, Belgium and Blues Southampton, Doug Thayer, Robert Baker, Aid Bardi, Michael Billingham and James Moss. So I'm delighted to welcome to the podcast Mark from Mackay Mackay Brewery based in Portsmouth. Mackie Mackay started in 2018 as Gypsy Brewers, followed by a residency at the Greenwich Brew Pub in Southsea, before establishing their own premises in Portsmouth in 2021, assisted by a crowdfunder. Mark, please introduce yourself and tell us about your beer journey, which led you to launching Mackay Mackay. Hello, I am Mark and I'm, I don't know, I'm, I was the brewer at Mackay Mackay. I'm sort of a bit of everything now, but um, yeah, we started back in... 2018 apparently you know more than me at this point uh and we um we originally just brewed in our friend's basement mm -hmm. as most people do it was like a home yep. brew project and i took it a little bit too seriously maybe and bought some extra kit and started to uh, <laughs> get into things and then it slowly grew into a small brew pub setup yep which was in the back of a pub called the greenwich mm -hmm. In our hometown, Southsea, in Portsmouth. And then we did a couple of years there, sort of found our feet. Lockdown happened. The world nearly ended, whatever, whatever. <laughs> and then we filled our contract there. It was about two years. Yep. And yeah, after that, we took a bit of a break because we were looking for a new space. So we took our time, tried to find somewhere that was the right size. It wasn't too expensive. Right. Wanted to expand, but not to the point that we couldn't handle it. So... Sure. Mm -hmm. After about a year of hunting, yeah, we finally landed on somewhere that was reasonable and in a good location. Right. Uh, and then people could get to us if we wanted a tap room and and it wasn't too big. The overheads were reasonable. Yep. And uh, we opened that in July uh, last year, June, July, just, just as a brewery. Right. And the tap room opened in August. Okay. So Brilliant. Yep. That's been kind of in a nutshell, the journey. So you, had, you took a whole year out without brewing or... Yeah, well, basically, yeah, we we had some stuff to sell, but we weren't brewing for a while. Right. And then it kind of just stopped entirely for a small period and uh, and then managed to, yeah, get back to it. And we were keg yep. only initially. Yep. And we've been canning since December. So, right. Yeah. Well, I, I, I suppose you were able to, to do that because you'd already established a really strong local reputation and demand. And so... You know, yeah. I guess there's, you know, to some extent, a sort of pent up demand and and going away, um, you know, probably yeah, sure. didn't, you know, I'm not saying you did it on purpose, and I'm sure you could have done with the money coming in from having some beer to sell, but it still would yeah. have, uh, it, it's it's an interesting sort of exercise in scarcity, isn't it? And and you know, sort of seeing seeing what kind of loyalty you've got by going away and then coming back a year later and seeing whether there's still people still remember you, and they obviously did, and 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 were very glad to see you back. Yes, yeah, there was definitely an element of that. I think locally, um, that was certainly the case, yeah. and we had we had that like that loyalty. But 
nationally a few people have forgotten you know but that's going to happen because a lot of other breweries have come onto the scene who are doing yep. really good stuff oh no question yeah you know it's it's, it's going to be the case so yep. step away from this thing for too long you will fall by the wayside it's so. a risky yeah it's a risky tactic not not yeah. necessarily recommended but you know <laughs> I, I i do remember uh, and i mentioned this to you when we were just chatting before we hit the, the record button that you were at least mentioned it may not have actually featured but certainly mentioned in glowing terms on the triple hops podcast back in there but must have been back in your very early days because that was you yeah. know certainly three four years ago and that planted the seed of all oh, that's an interesting brewery name and and you know mm-hmm. I, I trust those guys opinion completely on you know what they say is good always is so that that was a sort of a nice starting point for for my journey with with Mackey Mackey and you know I haven't probably had less than five of your beers I would think prior to tonight because they just don't you know they don't get as far as Reading for the most part at least not 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 that I'm being aware of and uh you know, nowadays I'm. I think I, I just doing a bit of prep today. I saw that you were on keg in um, in uh, Two Flints, for example, where I was a couple of weeks ago. So that's great that you know you are getting out on a sort of a slightly bigger radius now than than you were. But it's great that finally I've got you on the podcast because I've been trying to figure out. You know, yes, I need those guys. They, you know, they sound interesting and so. But I, I did see a comment which perhaps will be a good place to start that you you op- you know originally founded the brewery because you weren't finding the styles of beers that you like to drink or you, you know, the market wasn't quite doing what you wanted to do. So, so let's start with that, Mark. What, what, how would you define that in more detail? Um, I think at the time we started brewing a lot of um, like now the American breweries are more accessible. You can get them in the country. They're still expensive, but they're available. Mm -hmm. But there are certain beers that we were excited to try and, and we couldn't get hold of. And a lot of them were sours or sour IPAs. Those right. sort of styles yep. were something that like you'd be hungry to try. So that was kind of a big part of my early experimentation was like learning how to sour beer properly and how okay. to and, and how to merge the two styles. Cause I'm a fan of both. And yes. for me, the two combined are kind of idyllic. Yeah, I agree. A lot of people don't get the sour IPA thing I find in this country, especially at the moment still, but it's getting there, like slowly. Sadly, I yeah. I, 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 I regret that it didn't or hasn't taken off as a as a style in its own right as as much as I would like to see. Because I, I totally agree. I think some of the the most interesting beers are indeed sour IPAs. It's you know. Yeah, I think it's just a new opportunity for flavor combinations that we haven't had yet, and yeah, all the notes the hops can bring to a, a flavor profile, mm-hmm. accentuated with fruit, and we put a lot of tea and things in our beers as well. Yeah think that it's just interesting and um why wouldn't you want to explore that absolutely uh, that's that's kind of where we're at so yeah very good let's um let's talk about the name because you're almost certainly the most mispronounced brewery in uk craft beer so <laughs> firstly yeah. tell us how to pronounce it and then give us a bit of background please <laughs> uh it is pronounced Mackay Mackay. Right. Um, and the the story was when we were home brewing we needed a name and mm. I've always been a bit obsessed with space in general and I started to look there for names and right. all the planets and all the things I could come up with that just stood out. It was striking. Yes. It looked good on paper. It's a word we all know just twice. Yep. And um, yeah. And the people say make, make, and that's fine. And, you know, <laughs> enjoy that. And if that's what you say, <laughs> um, I'm cool with it. Yep. All up. But, um, but yeah, it just, it made sense. And yeah, I kind of like that it's mispronounced because it makes people talk about it. It does, yeah. Um, and we've had that a lot, but and that's cool. And we'll continue to have that. We kind of signed up for it, I guess. And um, the origin? You, haven't, you didn't tell us the origin. 
the origin what of us using it no no the the, the, the you know the, the oh, word itself oh, or the name it yeah. is, it's a dwarf, it's a dwarf planet right yeah mm-hmm. that that's the origin it's uh it's a dwarf planet in our solar system out past pluto on the kuiper belt yep and there's a bunch of dwarf planets out that way i think one's called gong gong as well also like, a potential brewery yeah, name i think it's available i'm pretty sure um but yeah just just an interesting thing so all of our beers are they all have an element of space a lot of the references right. beer names are taken from like popular culture mm-hmm. we'll have like i don't know a misheard song lyric will be a name of a beer like solar days for example right is a misheard david bowie lyric um i think he actually says so the days and i heard it as solar days and then that's why that's called that good enough yeah <laughs> things like that you know there's a lot of opportunities it's nice kind to have of a theme anyway yeah it stops yeah. you having to work too hard at coming up with new yeah. beer names which is a, i'm yeah, sure it's all a, be too vague yeah. i think it's good to have some sort of direction yep to stick with a little bit at least no definitely and yeah i i I did. I heard it said a few years ago that a brewery name should be two words and three syllables. Um, so you're not quite that, but mo- but more importantly, perhaps <laughs> it should be easily heard um, when it's requested across a noisy, crowded bar, um, yeah. and not mistaken for anything else. And so I think you definitely fit that that latter proviso, oh, and I think that that's very important. You know, if, if somebody's <laughs> at the bar and they say, "Yeah, I want a Mackay Mackay," then you know they pretty much they're going to know what you're talking about. So yeah. so that's. Uh, uh, oh, it's a great name. I think there's no absolutely no risk of it being confused with anybody else. I think that was the other the other golden rule of brewery names is it shouldn't be like anything else, and you you certainly aren't that. So yeah, oh. works for me. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> so you are based um, in Portsmouth, not that far from um, Staggeringly Good, who are friends right. of uh, this week in craft beer. So sort of, uh, if you talk about sort of the Portsmouth South Seas being a kind of peninsula, you're sort of slightly further to the the right hand side than the left, aren't you? Um, really close by actually you can walk yep. to that brewery from ours in probably 10 minutes mm-hmm. minutes yep. um just up the road yeah we're friends with those guys have been since the start they've been mm-hmm. really supportive and vice versa yeah um yeah uh, the scene down here is like it's it's good and we've got That's terrific actually yeah we've got quite a few breweries on quite a small island which is nice which you know it makes for an interesting day out if anyone comes to visit they can always sit yes. around and hit up everyone yeah, I think we're quite lucky in that respect. And where it's such a small town as well, it's not hard to get about. No. Um, have you been down? I have a few times, actually. Yeah, and we're coming down for uh, the um, Awakening weekend. In, uh, it's only just over a month away, actually. Um, in fact, less than a month away. It's the 12th, um, 12th uh, 13th of, uh, of May, actually, which is uh, so we're looking forward to. Actually, it's Fallen Acorns Beer yeah. Stroke Music Festival, which which I think they ran for the first time last year, and I enviously looked at the coverage of oh damn we should have been there but we we are coming down to steve and myself for the whole weekend so we're really looking forward to that and definitely if we're still friends by then mark i'd love to to drop in and have a beer with you in person on the saturday afternoon if you're going to be about yeah totally well i think i think we've got some beer there at the festival i'm not oh, okay sure, not sure entirely it was spoken about yep but um but yeah definitely, if... I'll, I'll swing like to swing by the tap room if you guys are yeah, yeah, yeah. Open. yeah just let me know when you'll be about and we'll mm-hmm. uh, we'll get that sorted no Perfect, problem. but you're open. You, so, so you t- you've got a, a tap room now set up at the brewery. Uh, if I'm, yes, and it's, it's always yeah. that Friday, just Friday, Saturdays, right? Or, yeah, it's just Friday, Saturday at the moment. We open around five ish uh-huh. on Friday, um, yep. it's at about 10 30, and then on a Saturday, we do at the moment two till 10 30. Nice, but, uh-huh. uh, in the summer, we'll you know open that a little bit earlier on a Saturday, and we'll probably yep. do some Sundays too. We actually organize a bike ride cool. on Sundays, um, 
towards the end of last year we did it nearly every sunday but right got a bit cold got a bit wet and then people kind of lost interest slightly so now we just do it once a month at the moment um we have a local food vendor called great and they come by and do their like um yorkshire pudding wraps oh yeah yeah like roast dinner ingredients inside and uh that's pretty good so um We're doing that once a month now, but that will in the summer go up to at least twice a month. Right. If not um every weekend when it's really nice. So yeah, it'll be like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday affair in right. the, the summer. So, so let's talk about your setup then. What what how big's your how big's your brewery? Um really small, the whole yeah. thing. Pretty, but we're happy about that at the moment. Yep. Just because you know, a lot of breweries are falling down. Absolutely. Right yeah, yeah. You could definitely um, easily have overreached in the last couple of years and be regretting it. Yeah, anyway. you know, everyone was right to in a way. Like, they saw the potential, they saw what it could be, and they did what they had to do. And mm-hmm. it's unfortunate the way things have gone. But we are very small. Um, our overheads are low. And yeah. we're a very small team. And our brewery is... We brew around 10 barrel-ish. I mean, okay. which is around... I mean, around... 1600 liters is kind of where we're at for most of our batches depends what the beer is and we've only got four fermenters which right. is, it means we can brew like pretty much once a week um and our brew house is annoying in the it's, it's a really nice bit of kit it's, it's actually kind of old it was day as old kit oh nice uh, yeah we, we bought off those when those guys when they expanded and it's it's a nice brewery but it's a very small mash ton and it means that right. if you want to brew anything over five six percent and instead of a good size batch you need then to you get mash. you're really starting to get restricted yeah yeah you need to do a double mash so we're actually brewing to, uh, a beer for hop city tomorrow we're, we're pouring oh. in may and we're doing uh, a sour triple ipa oh uh, so it's going to be a big two big mashes tomorrow uh which is not <laughs> gonna be fun but our farmer will love us. He'll get a good amount of... Uh, that's right. I mean, you wouldn't want to be doing that every week, but for Hop City, uh, you know... Yeah, it's that's worth, it. Yeah, for, and congrats for, for the invite to be pouring yeah. up. Yeah. That's going to oh, be Yeah, fantastic. really excited. Um, the story with that was one of the Northern Monk reps came down, I think it was during Warrior Fest last year. Right. Um, Came down, tried some stuff, and I think he enjoyed what he had. And, Brilliant. Yeah, and then yeah, the call came through, and we were like, yeah, definitely. Love to get involved. No, so, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. We're gonna. You're think, in the, you know, you're in the company of royalty up there, so it's gonna be. Yeah, crazy. yeah. No, it's gonna be just a really good opportunity to network with some people that we yeah. admire, mm-hmm. um, and actually like be in the same room as those guys. It's gonna be cool. So yes, yeah, we're gonna uh, probably drink way too much and be stupid, but you know, it's all part of it. I think it's Europe. It's part of the obligation, isn't it, of being at an event like that? But uh, let's talk about this first beer, Mark, because it's not hanging around in my glass. This no, is. <laughs> Your Pizza Planet, 4.8% American Pale. Very short and to the point tasting notes I managed to find. Say, our flagship pale ale, a unique blend of Mosaic, Equinox, Cascade, and Mandarina Bavaria hops. Notes of pineapple, fresh-cut grass, cheese, and pepperoni, um, which is a nice, <laughs> nice sort of uh, tongue-in-cheek line there. But, yeah, this is this is delicious. Uh, I'm a big fan of Mandarina Bavaria, actually. I think an underused hop. I don't see it as much as I would expect to, really, considering how flavoursome it is. Um, yeah, this is lovely. Um, really going down a tree, nice depth of flavour, but really easy drinking. What's the background for this one? Uh, so, yeah, I, I chose to speak about this one just because it probably has the biggest backstory. Uh-huh. It wasn't a beer we wanted to make at the oh. time. It was, um, <laughs> it, well, it was when we moved into this brew pub we were in. Um, yep. Originally, the food was 20-inch pizzas. Oh. And they also did Pizza by the Slice, which yep. 
one here doesn't happen. It was no, really, and it was it was nice. The pieces were good, and the guys needed like a, a house pale ale, if you will. Yeah. At the time, the owners that wanted the beer, they were all all pretty obsessed with Steady Rolling Man. Hmm. And, uh, they were like, can you brew us something like this? And I was like, yeah, I can do something like that. But I uh, wanted to just yeah, change up the hops a little bit, maybe yep. use hops that were slightly more affordable. Mm-hmm. And with the Cascade and the Manarina Bavaria, I thought yep. if we've got a lot of this all the time as like a house beer, I want it to be something that you know we can get easily and isn't going to break the bank. Yes. And yeah, it worked out. I mean, this is the beer we've brewed the most by far. Right. Um, I would say that we don't have a core beer. We don't have core range as such. It's not something right. we're going to do. But this beer is kind of available all the time in some Pretty form. much make sure you've always got this available in the tap room. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, just because you need to have that to some Definitely. degree, I think. And, um, I mean, we don't really sell kegs of it now no. outside of um, Portsmouth or Southampton. Um, but cans will always be available far and wide, right? Um, just because we yeah, we can't. It's always in a tank at some point, and um, we don't really want to be a pale ale IPA brewery necessarily. So we're not no. trying to push that as our thing. It's just it sells well, people want it. We'll do that for the locals and whatnot. But yeah, you know, I don't want to be known for Pizza Planet, if you will. No, it's tricky, isn't it? That there's no doubt that this beer outsells everything else. You know, or this style of beer, I should say, outsells everything else by you know whatever you you know better than I do what what factor it is. But it's a significant multiple, isn't it? I think, and it's it, it must be tempting to to you know, to keep it coming because that's you know it, it keeps the bank balanced you know in a healthy state. But it doesn't you know it frustrates your your creative desires to you know go off and do something a bit more funky and and out of the ordinary. It's about balance and it's about um, yeah, just making sure you can pay your staff every week. Yeah, and well, that's the ingredients you want to make the stuff you want to make, and um, yeah, it's just about you know making the things you have to to fuel the things you want to. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're at, and I understand why breweries end up just brewing that style. It's like it makes perfect sense. Like why yeah. wouldn't you? it's a good business model? But I didn't start doing this to be a business necessarily. I started doing it because I loved it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lose sight of that early on, then what's the point in my eyes? So. Yes. Yeah. Trying to keep the passion, trying, yep. to keep, trying to keep things uh, interesting for ourselves, you know? <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, the, the, just speak briefly about the Greenwich uh, Brew Pub, because I know I spoke, I had uh, Don uh, yeah. from Prop on here a few weeks ago. Um, in fact, I've, I've had Don on the podcast twice, and so I know that he was, I don't think he's there anymore, is he? But I know he was, he sort of moved in after you moved out, didn't he, at, uh, at yeah. the Greenwich? Um, so it's a, you know, it's obviously been a, it's been a good sort of, um, breeding ground for for really creative craft beer um mm. and yeah i i think it's it's a shame there aren't more of those places around i think is, is the point i'm trying to get to i it's almost like it, it used to be a thing 20 years ago and isn't so much these days and it, which is a bit of a shame um and i'm not quite sure why that is yeah um the Greenwich was a weird one because we opened it with some friends who have another bar in town the right. merchant you might have been before i'm not sure I, i'm aware of it yeah yeah yeah, and uh, they wanted to do a second pub and they wanted to put mm-hmm. a brewery in it. So we got involved. And then during lockdown, whilst we were still there, the pub changed hands. The owners we'd set up with wanted to sell it because right. they were worried about the current state of things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when it changed hands, the new owners weren't so into the idea of craft beer. They didn't really understand the market. No. And didn't care about it. So 
things started to change in the pub and it was noticeable and we had a contract that I agreed with the previous owners of two years. So I was like, we're going to do this regardless. We'll stick it out. Yeah. Almost like the prices don't drastically go up. We'll, um, right. we'll, stay, we'll stay in the position we're in. So we did it. But by the end of it, when it came time to renew, those owners, I just, I, I couldn't do business with them anymore. No. Of course, massively. And then it was empty for a while. Yeah. It was a brewery anyway. It was just sat there in the back of the kit. Um, and then crop went in yeah. and, um, did some really good stuff. Yeah. But I think he was always just under pressure and in a position where he couldn't fully, I'm not trying to say, fully grow or kind of actually be a proper brewery. I think the prices he had over his head were a lot higher than us. Right. And, um, and I think eventually, yeah, he just slowly got pushed out because they're still there. They've got rid of the brewery entirely now. Yes. And, uh, and yeah, and he's now sadly not brewing, which is a real shame. It is a shame. I mean, he's uh, he's he's a day job as well, doesn't he? He brews at yeah. um, uh, a tap um, tap tap east in um, in Southampton. Is uh, right? Tap it, yeah. Oh, tap it. I beg your pardon. Yeah, yeah, apologies. Yeah. No, so he is still brewing. Sorry, he's just not yes, doing. Yes, but 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 crop is is currently uh, not his mothball, which is a shame. But I'm sure he'll be back. Uh, yeah, of soon, course. Yeah, he's, he's a great Don's a great brewer. Um, a very passionate brewer as well. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, I, I, Frustrating that it, it 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 went in that direction, but yeah, yeah, we need more. We need more places like the Greenwich was when when you started there. Yeah. Put it that way, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, definitely. Yeah, when we first opened it, it was exciting. It really was, and I I do think it was uh, like a a lockdown thing that kind of massively impacted it and and changed it. So you know, you know, it's one of those things. It happens. Yeah. Unfortunately, oh, but we uh, we move on. Yeah. Um, yeah. We didn't. We, we, we you spoke about your brewery. Didn't speak about the tap room. So what's the what's the setup? So you're open Friday, Saturdays. How many people when it's busy could you? Well, we've got, we've got fifty capacity inside, which isn't much. No, but outside it, it's like a privately owned um, industrial estate. Okay. So outside we have a lot of freedom to have right. as many people as we want. So oh, awesome! Uh, as long as our neighbours are cool with it, which they are. Yeah. And come summertime, we can have a lot of tables and chairs outside. So, Brilliant. yeah, we haven't really seen a summer yet because we opened in August. Yeah, of course. You just by the time awesome. you got on your feet, it was awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we had some, we had some okay weather at the start, but we haven't had it properly. So we're looking forward to this summer. Yeah, I bet it's going to be big. We tend to get like um, food vendors in every Saturday. Mm-hmm. They'll come in and do their thing. Friday nights, we don't tend to get food in just because it's a shorter session. It's only like five hours yeah and by the time the food vendors come in set up they're like it's almost not worth it so no i understand that yeah. saturday all day is kind of where they're at and then on fridays we some well we normally have music like just a dj or something i've got oh, a few nice. yeah that, um like to play electronic music or hip-hop or uh, things like yep. that so mm-hmm. they come down and do their thing and it's, it's always a good vibe great how many draft lines you got so we've got 11 oh cool just quite yep. a lot mm-hmm. so it sounds like a lot but it's <laughs> we're always brewing new things and we struggle to have all the beers we have on tap sometimes so yep. yeah between can and draft you can normally get i'd say like 12 or 13 maybe things from us yep yeah sometimes we do like experimental small batches like we've currently got a barrel aged stout on oh nice we actually put into barrel at the greenwich so okay. it's been aged for like two years yeah terrific um, and yeah, things like that. We we've done a few really small batch, um, like other fermented beverages. We've done kombucha and right. um, 
and things like that. And that's quite interesting. But yeah, just trying to always have something unique on maybe in the tap room that you can't get elsewhere. Oh, yeah. Of... yeah. Do you have guest beers or do you manage to populate your, no, your 11 so taps yourselves? No, we, um, we did initially. When we first opened, we had like a guest lager on. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, yeah, we've got like we've got like a sister brewery right. called um, Portsmouth Brewing Co. And um, no one really knows about it or knows that it's us because it's really tiny. But it's just uh, the idea is just like three beers and it's a more approachable, like kind of uh, lower price bracket okay. uh, market, if you will. So we just yeah. did a bitter, a pale ale and a lager. Makes sense. Yeah. They're all four and a half percent. Right. They're all old school, like traditional kind of branding. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of just aimed at the city. It's not really aimed at any anywhere outside. We'll probably never sell outside of Portsmouth. No. But we have, so our lager in the tap room is the Portsmouth Brewing Co. Lager. We call it a guest lager, but it's actually us as well. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's decent, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really good. Good times. And uh, it's been going down really well. People are really loving it. So uh, we've actually, we lager it for a long time. It's, right. Yeah, we wanted to like really kind of have a decent lager in the bag and experiment yeah. with this one's been arguing for four months now. Oh wow! <laughs> we're about to we're about to keg it and can it next week. So it's wow. out. yeah, super crisp. Yeah, and, and we we dry hop it quite heavily as well. We use um because we have Cascade Mandarin Bavaria. Yeah, for people, I was like, let's just chuck a load of it. Oh in. yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to trying this. Actually, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say, we, we were just saying um, I'm, I'm uh, Steve and I are down for um for uh, awakening the weekend so we'll definitely drop in and uh, yeah i'm looking forward to trying your your four-month lager dry hop lager that's gonna be great <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 it's a bit um a bit much really but it didn't awesome. intend it to be um so extravagant but it's uh it's turned out really good and we're happy yeah. with it so Terrific. yeah i'm not saying we'll always be able to lager it for four months but no no that's yeah, nuts, really. had the free tank in the corner for the, yeah. for the christmas period and mm-hmm. it's, it's time to empty it now but yeah terrific so you got any events in mind for your own tap room over the summer, you know, it sounds yeah. like you should have something going on in that outdoor space when the weather uh, comes yeah, in finally. Um, I'd like to do a little mini festival thing. Mm. Um, it's just I don't know if we've got the capacity to organise it correctly. That's at the, the problem, isn't it? It's not so much the yeah. space; it's just having the you know the the mental bandwidth and the the will to just all of those fine details are really quite stressful. I think too, you know, it's easy to, yeah, it's easy yeah. to look at it and think, Oh, how, how can it be? But I know from having spoken to a few people that have organized festivals, actually, you know, this is a non-trivial thing to, to, to grasp, isn't it? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I think the move for us is, so we, we bought um, Unity's mixer, autumn mixer last year and yeah. really liked the style of that festival. It was small. It was just yeah. like a few breweries that, um, that Unity were friends with that sort of yeah. came and it i think that's the kind of thing we'd like to do yeah i don't think we have enough beer friends at the moment so i'm gonna well, wait till we do hop city there we go just about to make that exact point yeah so if you're net, short network, a little bit of that thing and then um I'm, I'm realistically i think it'll be a next year thing right we'll probably um look at doing yeah a little local beer festival next next year when we've got some we've got some more friends but at the moment i don't know i don't know <laughs> we, we could do it we can make it work but yeah I don't know. I don't want to force anything. It's always been no. everything we do has been very natural, and yeah, you know, when it makes sense, it makes sense. Yeah. So, do you do do you do themed events at all? You know, like a I don't know a Halloween or a you know uh, a first no, or any you know anything like we that. Haven't, you know? We no. haven't really yet. No. I mean, we're a tiny team. There's like three of us. Right. So yeah. it's just me, uh, Ollie, who helps me do the brewing, mm-hmm. 
and Ellie who runs the tap room primarily and or helps with the packaging as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, we're tiny and oh, I, I don't know. We we will do some themed events. It's just yeah. the moment we're still trying to nail what we're doing. Yeah. With the best we can, and we want everyone to have a good experience. Yeah. So we're just trying to focus on the basics. I mean, look, if you you know if you're putting bums on seats and you know you're you're busy, as busy as you want to be on a weekend anyway, then there's no point in you know you don't have to worry about it, do you? If you know if if you're getting the footfall and and you know you're getting a, drawing a nice crowd at weekends, then you're obviously yeah. doing something very good. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And we will probably do something themed like this year, definitely. But I don't know what it's going to be yet. We haven't done anything yet. No. All right. Fair enough. I will stop trying to uh, to force your team <laughs> of three to organise the <laughs> London hey, Craft Beer Festival or whatever. But uh, no, it's all the Portsmouth Craft Beer Festival. But no, it's uh, it all sounds great, uh, Mark. I'm looking forward to to coming and seeing it in person in a few weeks' time. Um, let's take a short break. This Week in Craft Beer is sponsored by Hit Marketing Design, a design agency based in Essex offering professional marketing services across the UK. They specialise in graphic design, brand creation and web design and can create anything from a fresh logo, new product branding, eye-catching adverts to a fully populated website. No fluff or filler, real design for a competitive world. To find out more, visit hitmarketingdesign.co.uk. So I'm back with Mark from Mac Mackay for the second half of the show. Mark, at this stage every week, I like to put the guest on the spot and ask them to tell me what makes them different. What is it you're doing to stand out in the pretty crowded and competitive South Coast craft beer scene? <laughs> I think uh, we're just trying to be honest to, to what we enjoy making. And that entails maybe making some beer sometimes that doesn't sell that well. But but it entertains us, and I think you need to keep that in some way. If you lose sight of that, then you know you're just making pale ale after pale ale. So I think we use ingredients in a slightly different way. We look at beer in a slightly different way. We we build beers largely in the fermenter, and just bit by bit add to it and, and taste it. And I don't know if a lot of people do that, right? I would say, yeah, maybe just our approach to building beers might be slightly different to other people's, but okay. that's probably it. That's probably yeah. what we have that's different. I mean, no one's doing anything that different. Everyone's making good beer now. Yeah, pretty much. It is a saturated market, and, you know, it's hard to stand out. It's one yeah. of those things that no one really does, to be honest. I think it depends on people's perception of you yeah. and how willing other people are to notice the things you do that stand out i think that's kind of comes down to so yeah i see it that way and the way i've described it but other people might not maybe we're boring and we're not doing anything different but you know that's 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 how i see it yeah no i don't think i don't think that's there's any risk of you guys being described as boring um (laughs) just sort of looping back to before the break there how many beers you release in a month roughly in a month i mean I'd say four or five in a month. Okay. Yeah. Maybe around that. That's what we try to do. And yeah. some of them will be, we try and do a new beer a month. Okay. If we can, but others will be rebrews. It's, it's easy for us to do older beers because we haven't rebrewed them a lot. We've right. Like, we've got a lot of beers we've made uh, once and then maybe some twice, but we haven't done them much. And so we keep trying to bring, some of the old ones back, they only tend to get brewed like once, twice a year tops. Right. 
so yeah we yeah we tried to do yeah one one, one a week is kind of right. where we're, we brew once a week we try to package once a week we try to release yeah. one once a week that's kind of where we're at with the amount of tanks we have i think that's quite a nice code for, for the it's nice yeah, yeah it's nice i'd like it to be more interesting we could do mm-hmm. even more stuff but realistically we just can't no uh, already pushing the boundaries with how long we ferment things and how long things are in tank for yeah uh, it's, it's tough but we're doing all right yeah i think there's quite a lot to be said actually for that occasional rebrewing of beers it's you know it, it's easy to get sort of sucked into the you know the craft beer obsession of you know everything's got to be new you know what's what have you got that we haven't had before it's always got to be new 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 but i think actually once you've got a you know established reputation in the market and a customer base that likes what you're doing there's a certain sort of pleasant familiarity about a beer coming back that you really liked last year or you really liked six months ago isn't there you know i think that's you know it's not quite a core beer but it's something that's somewhat familiar that people can say yeah i you know, I'll hang my hat on that. I know that's a great beer. I'm going to love it. You know, so so you know, give give me some more of that. Yeah, definitely. I think there's um, it's quite a comforting thing. People like familiarity, uh, even if it's not available all the time. It's nice that it's like available once in a while. Yeah, uh, we'll always do that. You know, I think everything we've made, we kind of stand by, and we'll keep bringing things back um, when we can. And like, I'd like to make a new beer all the time, and eventually we'll we'll get to that point, but. Yeah, right now our artist is um, a very busy guy, so right. it's easier for us to try and reuse um, other artwork that we've already got and push that. And we're happy to do it because you know the yeah. artwork is amazing, and you know we always have to fun build on a beer and make it better than it was the last time. Yeah, so, yeah. I think for us, we don't have like core beers necessarily, except maybe Pizza Planet. But yeah, we'll always keep rebrewing old things and bringing them back because. Mm-hmm. And out of your one, you know, your one beer a week, how often do you go way off the reservation with that cadence and, you know, brew something that you know you're going to struggle to sell just for the <laughs> just for the, sh- uh, the hell of it? Yeah, I mean, I don't really think about selling beer, to be honest. That's not where my head's at when I make it. <laughs> We're very much like just trying to make things that we want to drink. And, yep. uh, yeah, there is a little bit of consideration with certain costs and ABVs and, you know, yep. things of that nature, but. For the most part, we don't really worry about that. It's just about, yeah, try and have fun and keep it interesting because being bored and just worrying about money all the time is not yeah. where I'm at. So No, definitely not. But you didn't answer the question, Mark. How often do you brew, <laughs> how often do you brew something really seriously wacky um, that you know people are going to say, what is that? You know, <laughs> Not very, not very realistic. Um, again, due to like tank space and things, we don't do that enough. I think this beer we're brewing tomorrow, the sour triple IPA, I don't think it's going to be a big seller. I think it's going to be really expensive. Yeah, and but it is. I, don't think, yeah. I think certain people are going to really want it. Yeah. But um, I don't think it's going to sell quickly. But that's fine. Right. But I'm what's fine. it going to be? A thousand litres or whatever? It's, you know, it's, uh... Yeah, it's going to be a, probably about 1,200 litres okay. by the time we do it. Um, of which you'll take half, at least half to Hop City, will you? Or No, so Hop City, we won't be taking much at all. They only um, uh, require 100 litres. Oh, really? Wow, and that's and that's across as many beers as you want. So, we're oh my actually, goodness, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're actually taking four beers. Yeah, uh, we've done a new double IPA for it. Okay, which will be taking two. Or they're all twenty liter kegs, so we will take yeah. two of those. Mm-hmm. Taking one keg of this sour tepper oh. that we're brewing, so we're taking twenty liters of twelve hundred liters. Uh, and then now I'm starting uh, to appreciate what a, what a, an effort you're really putting yourself yeah, out for them, aren't you? Exactly, really, right? <laughs> yeah. um, we've got another sour dipper 
that we've yep. got um, from uh, we brewed it in December. Okay. It's tasting amazing, and we're mm. going to take those. And we've got a new sour IPA with um, pineapple and vanilla infused green tea and cashmere and ruwaka hops. Nice. Uh, we actually hopped this sour IPA a lot more than we normally do. Right. For sour IPA. So, well, I was going to say that. So, you know, we, some people might say, oh, you know, a dipper that you brewed in December, you're taking to Hop City. But, you know, yeah. actually, you know, sour IPA, you know, it, it's not relying on the hops to, to really carry the flavour, no. is it? You know, it's a... They're a secondary thing. Yeah. Um, but the, the presence is noticeable. You can definitely oh, yeah. use them. But, um, no, it's been stored correctly since it was kegged and it's right. tasted great. We've got it on tap and room at the moment mm-hmm. and if i didn't if i wasn't fully no i'm quite sure you you know you're not going to take it top city unless you're proud of it yeah that's it so we were like well we're basically the idea was to take a double ipa mm. a sour ipa a sour double ipa and a sour Ooh. triple ipa <laughs> so that's yeah so that was in my head what made sense mm. and it felt right to do that so that's that's kind of what we're doing fantastic yeah, so you just just got to figure out where you're going to sell the other 1180 liters of well, that. Oh yeah, that's no problem. But, no, we're, we're going to can a lot of it, and um, yeah. with that kind of beer, cans what sells. You need to have those bigger beers in can because a bar isn't going to necessarily want to buy a keg of it and no. have it moving really slowly. Yeah, whereas you know anyone is going to. I want did, to buy- you know, look, I've, I, and I made this. Uh, what I'm about to say is a mistake that I've made over and over and over again. I made the same mistake just last week in Bermondsey, and I'm not going to name the tap room where I made the mistake. But I, I order tippers in tap rooms, um, oftentimes because you don't, you know, when you see, oh, I got the tipper, and it's almost always past its best. I'm afraid because it just doesn't sell quickly enough, and you know, and unless it's Unless it's something like Chubbles or whatever that's that's you know it is a is a celebrated release that you know is going to fly it just uh, you know I, I, tippers in tap rooms I just don't I don't I, I when I don't think I'll ever learn this lesson because it's always sort of late you know late in the session I've had a few beers oh tipper that's going to be great you know it's, and it's always terrible because it just sits there for too long I'm afraid so yeah I'm, I'm never going to learn that lesson and as I say I'm, I'm ashamed to say that in my advanced years I made that very mistake again last week in Bermondsey but uh, one of these days I'll learn <laughs> yeah, but in it. cans that's great and, and look a sour tipper presumably is going to you know that would have a really good shelf life will it um, yeah 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 it does I mean sours uh, generally have a better more or less forever <laughs> yeah that's it i mean we we still don't put a lot of shelf life on our beers we tend to do only like sort of six months for hoppy beers and mm. then we do like nine months generally for um sours okay so, but that's just our our way of doing it a lot of other breweries will put like a year on stuff yes i believe that like where we're making such small batches anyway if we haven't gotten rid of it in that amount of time then we're doing something wrong but yeah yeah i think um that it's yeah it's sour stuff even though it has the hot character as long as it's stored correctly it'll still taste great for a long time yeah terrific i'm looking forward to tasting that one as well let's talk cool. about this second beer um this is fantastic actually this is tides of titan uh 3.8 percent fruited gosa and even briefer tasting notes this time say the next installment of our interstellar oceans series uh clementine vanilla and jasmine tea gosa um, this is brilliant, actually. Um, very, very good depth and complexity of flavour for for just three point eight percent. Really lovely. The um, the vanilla it, it is there, but doesn't overpower it. It's you know it gives just a slight sweetness to it, but uh, 
really complements the, the 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 clementine. You know, sort of the the, the I think the the really front and centre flavour is the clementine, but the jasmine tea also I can taste. So you know, you got you, you've done really nicely to actually get those three quite different flavors and you know and and, and the tea flavor is so subtle and the vanilla flavor can be so overwhelming that it's it is i should imagine quite a tricky balance to strike but i think you've done it superbly and this is really nice and interesting beer so uh, yeah really enjoying this uh, what, what's the background here um the background is how did it start so this we'll talk about the artwork actually as well mm-hmm. first so there's a local artist who's a friend of mine uh her name's further earth on instagram okay and her art's great. And we were like, well, maybe we should start to um, experiment with some guest artists. Yeah. So we're doing this thing where we're trying to do four beers with an artist. And this right. is the second uh, beer with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one was called Enceladus Oceans, which was, again, a goes 3.8%. Mm-hmm. Still vanilla and salt, but we changed the tea and the fruit. So okay. first one had uh, lemon and green tea. Okay. Vanilla and salt. And yep. now this one is Clementine, Jasmine, Vanilla. Mm. Um, and it's, you know, we hadn't really made a goes before. And uh, our beers normally, our sour beers normally have lactose in. Right. Um, primarily for balance. I find yep. the sweetness helps accentuate the sourness uh-huh. when we do that. It's not just doing it because we like lactose and we don't use a lot of it. No. It's just enough just to lift it. And yep. uh, sometimes the, the yeast we use can be perceived as a bit dry so the lactose just helps lift out that and then helps it the sourness carry through so with this though um the vanilla kind of takes the place of lactose in a way um and gives the sweetness but the salt also like brings it back Mm. uh, we've got another two to do in the series yeah um the series being the reason they're all like sea based or ocean based is the salty element yeah we're picking moons that have water masses. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Surfaces. So Enceladus is a moon and it has water underneath it, underneath its surface. Titan being the same. Mm-hmm. I think Saturn at this point, moons of Saturn. Yep. And then eventually we'll do another series and we'll do moons of Jupiter. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. It's like if you're a bit of a nerd and you want to like actually learn about the science of it, there's some there's some spacey stuff going on. But cool. uh, most part, yeah, it's just catchy names, cool yep. looking cans, and tasty beers. So definitely, and you know, we must comment on the fact that you do 500 mil cans as well, which I I really appreciate. It's uh, you know I think we're actually we're big fans of 500 mil cans here at this week in craft beer. I've you know I've discussed this several times with with Steve, my business partner, and I think you know really. I wish all brewers did 500 mil cans. You know, the, the that extra couple of mouthfuls of, of a beer you're really enjoying is is a is a nice thing to have. And so uh, I don't see why, you know, it, obviously I guess the can stock is a tiny bit more expensive than than 440s. Yeah. And, you know, and obviously you've got to put a bit more beer in. So that's a there's a cost as well. But it, it stands out on the shelf, doesn't it? It's uh, in the fridge as well. You know, if, you, if you're in a, in a fridge and your can's that little bit taller than the rest, yeah, it, just, it says, pick me up, please, you know. <laughs> Uh, definitely i mean for us um it kind of happened by accident in a way because i started to can by hand in the greenwich right. when um, when lockdown happened because yeah. we just kegged we were keg only in the greenwich mm-hmm. and lockdown here and we just kegged our first batch of our first double ipa which was nothing cannot exist forever yeah which um, uh, no one could buy because all no. the bars so I was like, right, we have to do something with yeah, this. Yeah, the beer is too expensive to pour away. Yeah, so we got to get our most expensive <laughs> beer to date. And yeah. I 
didn't sell it. So I was like, right, let's let's work this out. So we got a single can seamer, um, yep. an October one. I don't know if you've seen them. No, I'm a, I'm aware of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like an American brand, and it's a it's a good machine. We got one of their like base models, and we couldn't get at the time because everyone was buying cans. Yeah, and get four forty mil cans. Oh. <laughs> we, bought, we bought some five hundred mil cans. Yeah, we had to buy a pallet, and we're like. We bought a pallet, which is like 2,800 cans. And mm. we've got it like delivered to just outside the door of this pub. And we had to like take them all off the pallet by hand and stack them neatly. And uh, it was a mess. But anyway, so over the course of lockdown, I did about 6,000 cans by hand. Wow. That was a labor of love, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I say I, there was a couple of other friends involved yeah. as well. It wasn't just me. But um, we did that. And that's kind of where the 500 mil originated. Hmm. Then when we came to a uh, buying day as old brewery they had their canning line available too oh nice yeah yeah and they've always been 500 mil of course yep so when we got that machine i was just we, we did a, a deal on the on the, the lot and mm. it made sense just to kind of leave the machine as it was it always yeah. done 500 mil cans we'd done 500 mil cans i was like let's just continue yeah so um yeah so we stuck with it and Brilliant. For the most part people appreciate it maybe oh, sometimes when it's like a 10 percent stout they don't as much but no but hey more is more right yeah <laughs> definitely uh what you got coming up so you mentioned hop city you got any other festivals in the calendar uh no uh well we're going to be doing warrior fest again this oh, year nice. yeah mm-hmm. yeah that for sure but no not really that was just uh that's kind of been our focus and um and yeah, we haven't been invited to anything else, to be honest with you. No. So that's that's where it's at. I think a lot of other places, I mean, I think next year on the festival front will be a lot better for us. Yes. Yeah. This is going to be very much like building relationships and mm-hmm. finally like becoming a proper brewery for once, which is something we failed to do up to this point. But now we're we're finally kind of <laughs> we've arrived and we're we're yep. becoming more consistent and making things more regularly. Right. We've got a few collabs in the in the bag for this year. Yep. So when we get those out and uh, start to like get to a slightly wider audience, I yes. think next year will be a better festival season for us. But no, this year it's just um, Hop City and then probably Warrior Fest as well. So Fair enough. What well, you got beer release-wise coming up that you're excited about? Well, we've got the brand new double IPA, which is in tank at the moment. Okay. Um, which, yeah, we're taking to Hop City with us. It's called Celestial Months. Mm-hmm. Follow-up to we – did, we did like a little – series you've got i think i gave you solar days didn't i yes the so solar days and then so that's citra motoweka and it's just like mm-hmm. a pale. Mm-hmm. and the bigger brother of that is uh astral weeks right which is citra motoweka and galaxy mm. and this is celestial months so it's the bigger version of that and it's a double ipa and it's citra motoweka galaxy and nelson soven oh and then there will eventually be a triple ipa okay. which we've never done before and we're not going to rush into it. It's going to happen when it happens. It'll probably be yeah. more into time. But yeah, we're going to follow through that series, just adding a new hop on every time and increasing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so, so that, that so the, the the dipper is being packaged next week. Did you say? Or uh, so it's in. It's just it's still fermenting at the moment. We're going to dry hop it in the next day or so. Yep. And then it will be packaged probably next week. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. So that. Yeah. This sour triple IPA we're pretty excited about. It's going to mm-hmm. be um, blackberry, raspberry, wildflower honey. Oh, 
and some vanilla and I think mosaic and can't remember what the other hop is we're going to use. But yeah, that's happening. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Um, this other sour IPA we've got in tank is called Other Beings That Wonder. And that's a pineapple primarily mm. um, with some, yeah, some vanilla green tea. That's coming soon. Um, yep. Other than that, they're, they're the new things. We were going to rebrew a beer called Many Worlds as well, mm-hmm. which um, we did at the Greenwich. And it's right. a sour double IPA with a whole mess of ingredients. It's probably our most outrageous IPA we've done, sour IPA okay. we've done. It's um, primarily apricot, mm. but there's a whole mess of things in it. Right. Uh, and yeah, it was mixed reviews when we released it. Some people, the people that got it absolutely loved yeah. it. And there was a few people that just didn't uh, <laughs> really understand what we were trying to do. But uh, yeah. no, we, we do that. And uh, yeah, that's kind of the new things that are coming up anyway. Mm. That yeah. sounds like an interesting mix, certainly. Yeah. 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 Well, I hope they're all going to be pouring uh, at your tap room over the awakening weekend. And so uh, we've got your back. Don't worry. Yeah, it's not pouring it's being canned for you. Four weeks away. Yeah. Sounds, sounds like my timing could be really good there. <laughs> so, Excellent. Um, where's the best place for people to get their hands on some Mackay Mackay beers? Um, well, we're distributing to a lot of bowl shops now mm-hmm. nationwide, which, um, you know, hit up your local spot. And if they haven't got it, then tell them to gas mm-hmm. and like, we'll, we'll hook them up. Okay. But I mean, if you want to order direct, we have a Shopify Yep. A small web store of our own, which you can access through the link in our bio on Instagram. Yep. Um, other than that, I would, yeah, I, I, that's kind of that's kind of it. I'd say uh, go direct to your local guy. Yep. Fair enough. People will find it. I think. Um, it, yeah. I, you've got three, four beers on the website. I think at the moment, haven't you? I, I was looking this I think afternoon. We've actually got. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to correct you on that. I think we've got more now. Okay. Maybe seven. Oh wow. One, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight different beers. There we go. Oh, so that's you know, that's enough to make up a nice mixed case. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Exactly that. Yeah, we started to um we started to do like six packs as well with like a little bit of a discount on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to get a better website going on, to be honest with you. Like mm-hmm. it's pretty basic, but we just haven't got the money to invest in that sort of thing at no. the moment. Down the line we will and it'll be more appealing yeah. for people to there but you know sometimes simple is good and uh, people are expecting a you know a a flashy website are they people are happy just to you know as long as there's something that's functional and that that, you know works when they when they click on it it's uh yeah well let's get into the home straight then and here i start by asking the guest to give what i call a shout out to the little guy and here i'm asking you to name one or more local to you beer businesses that you think are doing a great job promoting specifically independent craft beer so that could be another brewery, a tap room, a bottle shop, a pub, uh, even a restaurant or a cafe, but somebody that's really going out of their way to promote independent craft beer. Well, I would have shouted out Jason at, at Beer Musketeer, but he recently closed. So that's a shame. That's a shame. Mm-hmm. It's a real shame. And um, he's a really nice guy mm-hmm. and very supportive of us. And it's a shame to see him go, but it's yeah. going around. Yeah. Um, I would say the, the newest spot, that's trying to do that is uh an old school traditional pub in south sea called the sirloin of beef okay or abbreviated as the slob <laughs> um, and it's actually run by a friend of mine and that's not why i'm i'm shouting out like no. my friend or not he's just doing a good thing all right he, he's getting really nice beer in yeah 
you get some it's traditionally like it's just a sort of more of a cask place than anything sure. else yeah he's getting newer cask of like he's getting a lot of like northern monk stuff we've started a cask beer just there's some oh so we should have talked yeah. about that so yeah. let's let's um finish what you're saying and we'll, we'll yeah. do we'll loop yeah. around so, and do your cask uh, segment yeah He's getting cloud water stuff on cask nice. stuff, all this sort of the vibrant forest, and that the pub hadn't seen that until he got there. Yeah, that's a really good thing. And he's also got a couple of keg lines he's messing around with, so he'll be taking some bits and pieces from wherever, trying to push Fantastic. that. And it's the clientele there have been there forever, like right. they're the same people, but they're all trying it, and it's like. Yeah. It's refreshing to see that's brilliant. I love to hear that. Like a, a modern beer mm. and being appreciated by an older person. And I fantastic. think that's a really nice, refreshing thing because that doesn't really happen very often. So no, no, yeah, that's Cal Callum and he's doing very good things. So yeah, good for Cal. Uh, yeah, props to him. But um, but yeah, so we started to do some casks recently. Yeah. Because of Cal. Mm-hmm. And he was like, why don't you put Pizza Planet into a cask? And I yeah. was like, all right, we could do that. So every every batch now, mm-hmm. we do a Pizza Planet, for example, we fill, it started off as like three or four casks. Now mm-hmm. we did nine on the last batch. Wow. Um, and and because he's now selling it and it's going all right, we've actually started to give it to a few other places. This is brilliant. That are restricted yeah. with their keg lines, mm-hmm. but they can take casks. So Awesome. Yeah, we've started to give it to um, a few other pubs in Portsmouth. Yeah. Hole in the Wall is yeah. a great little local, uh, like, cask-focused bar. Yeah. Lawrence as well, another one, which are a similar vein. Um, yeah. And Merchant House as well do casks, so we've been giving yeah. it to them. Also, Belgium and Blues in Southampton. Yep. Um, we've been giving a bit to them as well. Fantastic. Oh, pretty good things, and mm. he always is happy to take our casks, so... Mm doing that for pizza planet and also we did just do a new pale ale that was primarily intended just for cask it's our lowest ever abv pale right percent and we did it yeah as a cask thing unfortunately we couldn't cast the whole batch no because we didn't think we'd sell it so we kegged a bit we canned a bit and of all three mediums the cask was by far the best Wow. I mean, it, it, you know, it, it, they're, they're obviously there's always been small cask focused breweries, but I don't think I've spoken to another, you know, what I might call, you know, modern craft brewery, yeah. you know, we, we, you know, we, and I don't mean that as any, I don't know, I get it. Sort of, you know, pejorative turn of phrase, or whatever, but, you know, I, I don't think I've spoken to another brewery of your size that is starting to do cask as a, you know, as something that, that they're interested in. So it's great to hear, Mark. I'm thrilled yeah. with that. Yeah. Good. No, I'm glad. I'm glad you recognise that. No, it's yeah, um, yeah. like we enjoy having a, mm. a cask as much as anyone, and yeah. I think it's something that is like uniquely British. And of course, it is. It's something that we've got to try and preserve because it's you know it's it's definitely severely trend right now. Yeah, totally, totally. And it's, it's silly to neglect it entirely. So mm. um, we're we were just open to things being as good as they can be. And weirdly, yeah. this this three point eight percent pale ale was represented best on cask. So yeah. next time we make it, we're just going to do it only as cask. Awesome. Um, but I was a bit afraid to do it at this time because yeah, I didn't know how it'd sell. But fantastic. I'm happy with that. Well, we are at the wrap up question. And here I need to know what would be your ultimate happy hour? Where would you be? Who would you be with? And most importantly, what specific beer would you be drinking? And just one qualifier is the beer doesn't necessarily need to match the venue. So in this fantasy world, you could bring the beer with you. Okay. Okay. 
It has to be a beer. I actually would like something, probably something quite sleazy and dirty. I'd probably go for some American dive bar. Yeah. Okay. Just because deep down, there's a, a, a I've got that side to me. But be... even the American dive bars will have some decent beers in the fridge. Yeah, no, sometimes. You know, I think, you know, it's impossible to find a bar in the US that hasn't got half-decent beer, yeah. you know, either on draft or in the fridge. And and we're getting there in the UK, but we've got, you know, we've got a ways to go before that's the case, I think. But but definitely in the you know in the US, even the even the even the really dodgy looking places have got some half-decent IPA do. in the fridge. Right. I was in um I was in Brooklyn like in 2019. And I went to some like, yeah, really questionable bars, but they still mm. have the stuff on tap. I mean, truthfully, the the beer I'd like, the brewery I would like to have a beer from the most is probably still Hudson Valley. I think there's okay. some of the yeah, yeah. amazing, especially somebody with a with an eye for a for a nice sour or sour IPA in Hudson Valley. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, we have drawn inspiration from what they do, um, yeah. and I did get the pleasure of going over there uh, when I was in New York in 2019, and it was great. Mm-hmm. But um, I wouldn't be able to nail a specific beer by them. No, that's fine. I'm I'm happy enough with 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 you know yeah, Hudson Valley. Would, uh, would would it be a sour IPA or, or yes, a, yeah, course, yeah, sour, yeah, 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 it definitely would. I had yeah a few beers from them when I was over there, and it, mm. you know I just it did stick with me. There was mm. something about what they do that just made an, an impression, and uh, yeah. That would probably be my answer, I'd say. Who would you be with? Setting. I mean, who would it be with? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't really like people that much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I don't know, man. I, uh, I don't have a partner anymore, so it wouldn't be with her. No. Um, I don't know. No. Uh, maybe my cat. It can be with your cat, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I don't have anyone I would particularly want to share it with, sadly. Maybe that's Fair a reflection more. Fair enough. No, no, that's... Uh... Maybe you, maybe me and you, Rob. How about that? That's very kind, Mark. Well, let's let's make that happen because <laughs> I'm I, I haven't been to Hudson Valley, but it's definitely you know it's high on my to do list. In, in nice. it's a nice setting, you know, it's it's a little river, and yes, yeah, it's, it's right. Just it's a... not just the brewery; it's the it's the area, isn't it? That, that you you know, and it's and this and it's not just a single destination either. There's a number of places, interesting places in the in that vicinity. I think there aren't there. Holy, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, we're going to do that at some point. Excellent. Well, look, this has been fun. Really enjoyed chatting with you. I think your beers are really interesting. I think you're, you know, you're definitely not, you know, not your regular IPA or pale UK craft brewer these days. I, you know, I, I love what you're doing. I think that, you know, the cask angle that we just got to at the end there is is also really interesting. So I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful that that that's part of your plan as well. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to to seeing seeing how it goes. Um, uh, I think you're going to make a big splash at Hop City. And you know, I think that that should hopefully propel you to um, to you know, albeit you haven't got the capacity to to sell much more beer already. But you know, it's going to make your beer harder to find. Actually, I suspect that's what I think. That's the main impact the Hop City is going to have is it's going to be harder for the likes of me to get your beers in future than it is today. But uh, I'll settle for that. You know, that's a hey, that's a nice problem. You, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in the meantime, it's been a pleasure. So uh, I shall bid you good evening. Yes, pleasure, mate. Thank you very much.